You've found the Everything Apostolic Podcast. Delight your soul, feed your spirit, and sharpen your mind with anointed teaching and discussion on subjects such as faith healing, miracles, end-time prophecy, holiness, and everything that apostolics love. And now here's your host, pastor, author, blogger, and teacher, Charles Rodas. If you haven't heard about my book on fasting, it is titled Fasting Secrets Revealed. This is Brother Rodas. Uh, here are a few of many exciting testimonies about my book. Uh, w. Garden says, I've read numerous books on fasting and this one is probably the best. Stephanie B. writes, excellent read and I've read a lot of books on fasting. It was fresh content that really is inspiring. F.C. Warren writes, The last six or seven months, I've read probably eight or nine books on fasting. This book is probably one of my favorites on the subject because I feel a spirit of faith and revelation at work in this book. Simple but powerful. This book will ignite a fire in you for fasting. And one more uh, by Vivian F. I purchased this book on fasting and it's the best book I've ever read on the subject. Now, Fasting Secrets Revealed was ranked number one in Amazon Bible study. Fasting Secrets Revealed is was featured in IBC Perspectives magazine. And Fasting Secrets Revealed is one of the most mentioned books in Apostolic Review in 2020. Now, you can get Fasting Secrets review, uh, Revealed on Amazon or my website. Save a little money on my website, which is www.charlesarotis.com. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Charles Rodas, your host with everything apostolic hallelujah i'm so glad that you're with us today and you've joined in for the next little bit on this apostolic podcast ministering to the body of christ the apostolic church and i've got a really awesome study with you today it's going to be old hat for some of you but it's going to be a great refresher and it's going to be a great tool that you can share with someone that may need this explanation. So we're going to talk about Matthew 28:19 and we're going to call it Matthew 28:19 explained. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to read Matthew 28:19 now and then I'm going to explain it really simple in layman's terms and make it really easy so that if you've got a friend, a coworker or someone that you care about, and maybe you're talking to, and maybe this might help them, hey, share it with them. And we want to be a blessing to them, and not just the apostolic community, but everybody in the world, because we believe in what we have, and we believe in God's holy word. All right, so let's take a look at this. Matthew 28 and verse 19. Jesus speaking. Now get the picture. He had been beaten and crucified. He died and was buried three days and nights. 
laid in a tomb. He rose again uh, from the dead. And then he was with his disciples for some time before he was resurrected. Not just his disciples, but the scripture says that he was seen of his brethren, about 500 different brethren before he was resurrected. But uh, Judas had committed suicide, and there was 11 remaining, and they met with Jesus here in Matthew 28. They followed him to the mountain. Verse 19 Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And let me read verse 20 as well. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. So what we want to do again, we want to break this down in layman's terms and kind of go slow with it. And of course, you can replay a podcast, you know, as many times as you want. And again, we're so grateful for you and whoever you might share this with to take the time to listen to what Jesus said. Go. He said the first command was go. Go. Too many of us are just sitting around. We're not spreading the gospel. But he said go. Ye therefore, and what? Teach, teach, teach. That's what I'm doing on this podcast. We call it everything apostolic. All right. So he said to teach. Second thing is to teach who all nations do what? What's the third thing? Baptizing them. He said to baptize them. He's giving a command. He said baptize them. And he tells us how to baptize them. He said in the name of. Stop. Uh, look at that right there. In the name of. Now, I, I learned something in school. I learned that these four words, in the name of, quote, unquote, in the name of. Got to slow down here so we can get it. Those four words is what's called a prepositional phrase. A prepositional phrase, the English teachers tell us that a prepositional phrase refers to something that is not in the sentence, not in the statement or whatever. All right. So, and this is very true here. He said, baptizing them in the name of, first of all, let me ask you about the word name. I'll spell it N-A-M-E. That word name, is that word, would you categorize that as a singular uh, or is it plural, plural? Uh, well, it doesn't have an S on there, does it? Now, we could say plural, but it wouldn't be correct because there's no S. It doesn't say names. Now, personally, I have, you know, first name, middle name, last name. All right. But he said baptizing them in the name of name, singular what name is he talking about? He said, the name of the Father. He said, baptizing them in the name of the Father. Baptize them in the name of the Son. Baptize them in the name of the Holy Ghost. But let me ask you listening, what is the name of the Son of God? Hmm, give me an answer. What is the, say it out loud if you don't mind. Come on, nobody's in the car with you. Nobody's listening maybe with you there. But what is the name of the Son of God? If you said Jesus, I totally agree with you. <clears throat> because Jesus is the name. It is the name of the Son. It's the name of the Son of God. He said to baptize them in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Now, many are saying today and teaching, so many churches today are teaching this incorrectly. Now, let me tell you why I say that. Because it says here to baptize in the name. He, Jesus did not say, he did not say, repeat after me. No, he did not say, all right, everybody, repeat after me when you're baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Now, that's what churches are doing today. They take their candidate to the water. They submerge them. Uh, some churches sprinkle. Some people pour water. But we know the real word baptize means immerse. It means to dip. The Greek word baptizo means to dip, submerge. I don't have a right to do it my way. You don't have the right to do it your way. We've got to immerse. We've got to baptize. We've got to totally submerge the individual in water. That's what baptize or baptizo means from the Greek translation. So go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them who every repented individual, every believer baptized them in the name of the Father. What is the name of the Father? Doesn't say. That's why it's called a prepositional phrase, because the name Jesus is not mentioned in the passage. Jesus does not mention his own name, but he said baptize in the name of the Father. He said to baptize in the name of the Son. Doesn't mention the name Jesus. Baptize in the name of the Holy Ghost. We know that Holy Ghost is not a name, but a title. Father is not a name, but a title. Son is not a name. No, no, no. It's a title. Holy Ghost is not a name. You can't say three names here. They're not three names. These are three titles. No, it's not a misquote. It's not a misworded translation. No, it, 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 it doesn't say baptize in the name of the titles. It says baptize in the name. The name of the Son is Jesus. But we got to find out what the name of the Father is and what the name of the Holy Ghost is. All right, so again, if you understand a prepositional phrase, you understand that the name in reference here is not given in the passage. And it's true because the name is Jesus. In the name of is a prepositional phrase. All right, so let's go to, let's, let's tackle that Matthew 121 here real quick, get that out of the way, because we all know what the name of the Son of God is. But let's just see, because we want to read it from the Bible, don't we? Very, very important to read it from the Bible. All right, because I'm going to read everything I say to you from the Bible. All right, Matthew 121. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. The son's name shall be called Son. No. The Father's name shall be called Father. No. The Holy Ghost's name shall be called Holy Ghost. No. The Holy Ghost's name is not Holy Ghost. No, no, no. The Father's name is not Father. He is a Father. All right. So the angel making a declaration from God Almighty, and she, Mary, shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. Jesus is the son's name. All right. Now, I'm a father, I'm a son, and I'm a husband. Or I could say I'm a father, I'm a son, and I'm a, I'm a spirit with a body, however you want to say it. Now, I wrote a check, and I carry it in my wallet uh, for any time I'm talking to someone, maybe just to give an example. But if I wrote you a check today for $500, and I put $500, and I put to the, let's just say that you're like me, you're a brother, 
Okay. You are a husband and you're a father. Okay. Because you've got kids, you've got a brother, sister, and, uh, you know, of course you've got parents. So that makes you a brother, right? Like me, a husband and what a father, or maybe you're a mother, a sister and a daughter, whatever. Those are titles, but your name is, I'm a father, son, and husband, but my name is Rodus. Rodus is my given name. All right. They could have named me John or Bill or Tom or whatever, but they called me Charles. But my given name, my birth name is Rodus. The son's birth name is Jesus. Now, it was it was typical. It was customary for a son in those days, the firstborn son, to always take his father's name. So they should have called him Joseph, like Joseph Jr., Joseph II. Now, that's scriptural. You can read that in there. And matter of fact, the people were astounded uh, when Joseph did not name him after himself. <clears throat> but he had to obey the angel, which God, of course, had given the angel command to come and tell Joseph uh, and Mary what the son's name should be. So I'm a father, I'm a son, I'm a husband. Guess what? My name is Rodus. I was born Rodus. All right. What's the father's name? What's the son's name? What's the Holy Ghost name? Well, we know the son's name is Jesus because we can read it right here. All right. So the name of the son of God is Jesus. The name of the son is Jesus. You've got that right. That's that's pretty simple. Pretty simple. We didn't even have to read a Bible verse because you've probably read that yourself a thousand times. But what we get the hang up is, what is the name of the Father? So many, so many have told me, oh no, then right here the name of the Father is Father, or they'll say the name of the Father is Jehovah. Hmm, that that's interesting. Why is that interesting? Because did you know the word Jehovah is not? No, no, no. It's not in your New Testament. It's not in your New Testament. No, it's not. God did that on purpose. You cannot find the word Jehovah, that word Jehovah, in our English King James Version Bible. Can't find it. Not there. There's a reason why it's not there. Let's go to St. John. All right, let me show you something. St. John chapter 5. I want you, if you if at all possible, I don't know if you might be driving or something, shaving or who knows what you're doing. But if you can, open up your Bible and look at what I'm, don't just take my word for it. Just not, I want you to see it in your Bible. That would mean so much more to you, I believe, if you're not familiar with what I'm teaching today. But Jesus talking again in John chapter 5, verse 43, he said, I am come in my Father's name. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. I am come. Look at those words, those six, seven words there. I am come in my father's name. What name did he come in? Did he, you know, did they say his name shall be called Jehovah? No. Matter of fact, the, the word Jesus, the name Jesus, if you look it up in a good Bible dictionary. All right. And a lot of people don't know this, but if you look it up in a good Bible dictionary, the word or the name Jesus means Listen, Jehovah has become salvation, or Jehovah has become our salvation. Jehovah has become our salvation. How did they do that? Because he was manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. All right? So that baby laying in the manger was Jehovah becoming our salvation. 
Yes, it was, because it was God manifest in the flesh, God in human form. God became a man to feel the infirmities and the temptations of man and to die and to be a ransom for all. Amen? <clears throat> no, no strange teachings here. It's Bible. So look again. I am come in my Father's name. Jesus is saying that. If you receive me not, and you receive me not, if another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. Now, listen, I go to church. Uh, I've been a minister a long time. Most people call me Brother Rodas, all right? Um, but if I'm, you know, with some you know, coworkers, uh, people call me by my name. They don't call me somebody else's name. No, they don't. I'm with my wife. She don't call me somebody else's name. That would be quite strange if she called me by another man's name, right? That, hey, that's never happened, thank God, right? That would be terrible. But look look at what Jesus said. I am come in my Father's name. He didn't come in his own name. Jesus didn't come in his name. He inherited his name. Oh, can I remember where it's at real quick? I just thought of this. I think it's Hebrews chapter 1. Let me just run over there real quick. Oh, we're just doing a little Bible study with you. I think he's Hebrews chapter 1. I could be wrong here. Yeah, one Hebrews 1 and 4 being, being made so much better than the angels, talking about Jesus, as he hath by inheritance obtained a more excellent name than they. Jesus has received by inheritance a more excellent name. How did Jesus get his name? He inherited his name from his father. Where did I inherit the name Rhodus from? I inherited it from my natural father. All right. That's a normal family situation. You know, when there's a dad in the life of the children, I know there's a lot of single moms out there and it just, you know, it didn't happen that way, whatever. Okay. No criticism, criticism there. Just, just in, when there's a father in the life of the child, that child by inheritance receives the name of the father, not the name of the mother, not somebody else's name. So Jesus received his name, Jesus, J-E-S-U-S, by his father. Yeah, but I know Jesus, the word Jesus is not in the Old Testament. But again, the name Jesus means Jehovah has become our salvation. So again, I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you will receive. See, Jesus is criticizing them for not accepting that his name was the name of the Father father oh man the jews the jews don't like the jews the, the jews of the day didn't like that and the jews of today don't like that either of course you know because they don't believe that jesus is the messiah but jesus is the name of the father all right uh, well hey i could take you to isaiah 9 6 if that'll help you all right let's run over there real quick i mean you got to have two or three verses and i understand this is a big transition a big change for an individual that's been taught that father is the name of the father <laughs> that that that's that's a huge change here but we're reading from the bible now not just a philosophy or a, a, a just a teaching of a church so I, isaiah 9 6 for unto us a child is born who is that jesus unto us a son is given to die on the cross Jesus, the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called. 
Isaiah 9, 6, look at this, his name, his name, his name shall be called Wonderful. Let me ask you, is Jesus wonderful? Come on, tell me. You tell me, yes, you know he's wonderful. His name shall be, he doesn't say what his name here is, doesn't reveal his name, but his name, whatever that name wasn't revealed back there in Isaiah's day, the name Jesus was not revealed. No, it wasn't. It wasn't revealed to Matthew 1. I just read it to you. His name shall be called. Okay, hundreds of years later, wonderful. Counselor. Is Jesus a counselor? Yes. The mighty God is Jesus, the mighty God. His name shall be called the mighty God. And I know people struggle with that. But if you could say yes, yes, you could say yes to wonderful and you could say yes to counselor. Why don't you say yes to the mighty God? And his name shall be called the everlasting father. That's what Isaiah 9, 6 says. The everlasting father. How long shall his name be called the father? Everlasting. From the beginning to the end. The name Jesus identifies him as the everlasting father. The name Jesus identifies him as the mighty, the mighty God, Isaiah 9 and 6. Not a sub-God, not a third of God, but the, uh, what kind of God? Mighty God, not just a part of God, but he is the mighty God, Jehovah, manifest in the flesh. All right, so let's read it again, Isaiah, uh, or John 5, 43. I am come in my Father's name, and you receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him you re shall receive. So Jesus is the name of the Father. You might have to listen to this two or three times if you're not getting it. Okay, I know when it was the first time you heard it, maybe. If it is the first time you've heard it, it's not always easy, but it's, the Bible. It's the truth. It's, I'm showing you what the Bible says, not not just something some teacher is just teaching what they want. No, I'm teaching straight from the Word of God. All right, so let's let's find out the name of the Holy Ghost because Jesus said to baptize in the name of the Father, Jesus. He said to baptize in the name of the Son, Jesus, and he said to baptize in the name of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to show you that the name of the Holy Ghost. Ah, it's not Holy Ghost. No, the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. How can I say that? You see, with Jesus, the Holy Ghost was a person. No, the Holy Ghost is a manifestation of God. So there's not three persons. There's many manifestations, three primary, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, three primary manifestations of God. He's the Father in creation. He's the Son in redemption. He's the Holy Ghost in our individual lives, working in the church and in us individually. Okay, so I, uh, uh, John, I'm sorry, John 14, 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Now we read that, but sometimes we just don't get it. You know, we read fast. I'm guilty of that. All right, we read right over truths. We read right over what God is saying to us. But let's slow down. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Comforter is the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, whom the Father, say the Father, Father, the Father will send the Holy Ghost. The Father will send in my name, my name. Gee, who's talking here? Who's talking? Was it John? Was it Matthew? Was it Luke? Was it Peter? No, Jesus was talking. You got a red letter edition? It's right there to see. Jesus was talking, whom the Father will send in my name. He's going to send the Holy Ghost in my name. 
Jesus said, the Father's going to send the Holy Ghost in my name. What was his name? Jesus. When the Holy Ghost has come, we call him Jesus. Jesus is the name of the Holy Ghost. Didn't Jesus say, he that is with you shall be in you? Didn't he say to his disciples, he that is with you shall be in you? All right. He was standing among them. He taught them for several years, three and a half years. But he came back in spirit form. And now we've got not two persons inside of us, not three persons inside of us. We've got Jesus in the manifestation of the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. I'm a father. I'm a son. I'm a husband. That don't make me three people. Okay, I have different manifestations. The way I kiss my wife is uh, different than I kiss my mother and my daughter. Uh-huh. All right? It, it's it's different. The way I embrace my wife is a little different the way, the way I embrace my children. Why? Because I have different roles. I have different manifestations and offices. And so does God. He is the Father in creation, the Son in, rede- in redemption. And he's the Holy Ghost working in the church and in our individual lives. So what's the name of the Father? Jesus. What's the name of the Son? Jesus. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? Well, Jesus said, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost is the subject here. John 14, 26, the Holy Ghost is the subject whom the Father will send in my name. All right. He didn't have to repeat his name. All right, he didn't have to repeat his name. Everybody knew his name. Everybody knew his name was Jesus. All right, so it's natural to think, okay, the Holy Ghost is going to come in Jesus' name. The whole, yeah, the whole, get it. The Holy Ghost is going to come in Jesus' name. Isn't that cool? So the name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. That's why you shouldn't baptize in the titles. And if you've been baptized in the titles, I would say you need to get rebaptized in the name of Jesus, in the name of the Father, which is Jesus. You need to be baptized in the name of the Son, which is Jesus. You need to be baptized in the name of the Holy Ghost, which is Jesus. Yes, you need to be baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And when you get baptized properly, they won't say those words. They will say in the name of Jesus, because Jesus is the name. All right? It's the name above all names. You know that. All right. You know that. So the early church, no one in the Bible was baptized in the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Not one single preacher, not Peter, not Paul, not Matthew. No one in the Bible baptized in the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. But they all baptized in the name of Jesus, the Lord Jesus, or Jesus Christ. They always had the name Jesus included. All right. But we don't have any example of Father, Son, Holy Ghost baptism in Scripture. That started with the Roman Catholic Church in the 3rd century, 325 A.D. at the Nicene Council. The water baptism was changed from in the name of Jesus to the Trinitarian formula. The Catholic Church admits they did that. All right. The Catholic Church, for the first 200 years uh, of their existence, they baptized in the name of Jesus. Matter of fact, they baptized by immersion for over 100 years in the Catholic Church, maybe close to, maybe it was over 200 years. Then they started sprinkling sometime later. That was a later thing they developed into. You can read that in their history. All right. But the Apostolic Church in the beginning, 
and still the true apostolic church today baptizes in the name of Jesus. The first pope, as the, as the Roman Catholic Church would call them, uh, or call Peter, he wasn't really a pope, but that's what they call Peter, the first pope. If they really believe Peter was the first pope, they need to be baptized in Jesus' name, because in Acts 2.38, he commanded everyone to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, for the remission of sins, that your sins would be remitted, removed, and forgiven. In Acts 8.16, they baptized in Jesus' name. In Acts 10.48, they baptized in Jesus' name. Acts 19 and 5, uh, yeah, Acts 19 and 5, uh, they were baptized in Paul. Paul, matter of fact, baptized uh, 12 believers in Jesus' name. 12 disciples and believers. They had already been baptized unto John's baptism. But you know what? In Acts 19.5, Paul rebaptized them. Does it matter? You better believe it matters how you baptize because Paul took the time to rebaptize them. Now, I'm not going to spend this whole segment, this whole podcast on why baptism is important, but I'm going to do that in another podcast. But we, we will say that it's for the washing away of sins. I can prove that. It's for the remission of sins. I can prove that. It is the spirit birth. I can prove that. And it is for the forgiveness of sins. And I can prove that in Jesus' name. Acts twenty two sixteen. the apostle Paul was baptized in Jesus' name. If the apostle Paul was your pastor, he was your preacher, he'd baptize you in Jesus' name. Acts 3, 7. Acts 3.17, I believe it is. Uh, he said, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name, do all, do all, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name, none other name, none other name. Under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. The previous verse, or verse 10, says that name is Jesus Christ. All right. So the only name you can call upon to be saved is Jesus Christ. And that you need to call upon that name. And the preacher needs to call upon that name in water baptism as well. So if you haven't been water baptized in Jesus' name, find Apostolic Oneness Pentecostal Church that baptizes in Jesus' name and be baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, thank God for the truth. Thank you for being part of everything apostolic. If you have a question, feel free to ask that question. Make a comment. Be sure to give us five stars. We would love to get five stars from you. And a pos some positive feedback, comments on this podcast that helps our podcast grow and we want everything and everybody to know about everything apostolic this is your host charles rodis with everything apostolic thank you for listening hang on here for an important message and god bless you thank you for listening to the everything apostolic podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and leave a rating and review for it as it provides tremendous feedback to this ministry. Don't forget more resources are available at www.charlesarodis.com. There you will find Pastor Rodis's books and also the newsletter and a free gift when you subscribe to the newsletter. Until next time, be blessed in Jesus' name.